everyone, and welcome back to Moving Right Along, an old friends, new friends podcast brought to you by ToughPigs.com. It's the podcast where we watch A Muppet Family Christmas two minutes at a time and talk about it a lot. I'm your host, Anthony Strand. I'm your other host, Ryan Rowe. And today we are joined by a new guest, a first-time guest. Surprise! Podcast. Who are you, guy? Christopher Strand, younger brother of your host, Anthony Strand. Well, see, I'm, I was so excited because I mentioned to you over Thanksgiving that we were doing this season and you got excited and you said you wanted to come on. So I'm glad we could squeeze you in because yeah. we talked about how this special is all about, you know, the whole family gathering together and Roz has been on Ryan's wife, Stacy, you know, our friend Joe Hennis, who's kind of like me and Ryan's brother and our friend Danny Horn, who's kind of like me and Ryan's dad. So now we have my actual brother. What a thrill. A I'm so glad relative. Here. And yeah, you and I had talked about it and, and it seems like I probably did watch this more than any of the other Muppet movies for sure. Hmm. Yeah. I like this is cool. one. Yeah. This is definitely one that we would put on, play the VHS at grandma's house on the VCR, not the VHS player. Not on the VHS player. Christopher and I have talked a lot about how people say VHS player now because of DVD player, but in, the, but in the nineties. Oh. Yeah, we never called it that. This is like one of Christopher's personal crusades. Is to get <laughs> retroactively changed. Yeah. Which, I guess if you're going to pick a hill to die and on. We didn't call them landlines. We just called them phones. <laughs> it's true. Oh, that's good. But anyways, Christopher is here to talk with us about minutes 45 and 46 of A Muppet Family Christmas. In these minutes, the Muppets finish the carol sing and Kermit gives Miss Piggy her Christmas present. So we start here with Robin finishing up It's in Every One of Us, uh, which we heard last time. And then the, for the final song of the carol sing, the whole gang sings Together at Christmas, a song often called Old Friends, New Friends. Now, so far, we have heard hymns, older carols, hit pop songs from the 20th century. But where did this song come from, Ryan? The song was written especially for a Muppet special. It was from The Christmas Toy, which was just a year before this. Right. So I love that, like like I said, they have all this like wide range of songs and just the confidence of we're going to finish up with this thing from a special we made last year. That we just did, yeah. Right? <laughs> right? Like, like this song that Jeff Moss, the author of Rubber Ducky, just wrote for us is as good as like Ding Dong Merrily on High or whatever. It fits you know? though. It sounds great alongside all those other songs. Yeah, it does. I mean, I, I, I think it's a good song. Um, well, as somebody who, who did not know where it came from, I would say it fit right in. Sure. Yeah. Because you, you, you probably also don't know, like, I mean, certainly when we were little kids, neither one of us would have known, like, I saw three ships either. Right. Right, but like, Whatever. yeah, exactly. You know? Good King Wenceslas is on there. Right, exactly, yeah. <laughs> but what about the song before it is a John Denver song, right? Correct. Like that's in every one of us. So is that another one that was written for a Muppet special? You would think so, but like we talked about last week, that was actually written and originally sung by a guy named David Pomeranz for an album of his a few years before A Christmas that, you, Together. That's right, you told me that. Yeah. But, like, I mean, it's famous because of that John Denver and the Muppets album. Like, yeah. that's, the, that's the only reason people know that song. Okay. So, yeah. So, I guess there's really two right at the end that are like, here's our recent Christmas hits. Yeah. You know? With Robin just nailing it. Okay. Robin, man. I talk on this show all the time about how Jerry Nelson is my favorite singer of the Muppet troupe. And Robin especially. Just, 
just what a great what a great little voice yeah. you know <laughs> and you you don't and but you also don't listen to robin and think that is a 45 year old man with a beard <laughs> no you you totally buy that this is a little kid yeah um it, this the song also works in the special in the christmas toy i guess the the context of it is because the the old toys in the nursery are ready to make friends with the new toys who are coming in on Christmas. But it makes perfect sense here with all the Muppets, you know, presumably some of these characters are meeting each other for the first time and there's like a hundred Muppets in this room singing the song together. So it, it fits perfectly for the situation. Right. Well, and we've talked about how, like in retrospect, the fact that Jim Henson as Rolf gets the line some things change with passing years yeah you know and then, and then kermit and piggy say let this feeling stay like jim henson was gone two and a half years after this thing came out yeah yeah you know and so again retrospect that feels like i don't know it hit like hits me right here every time sure you know yeah the whole timeline on the like these 80s muppet productions when you really realize how how little time there was left for this whole ensemble to be together is yeah, it really does really does hit you. So right. here's a, here's a question as a, as an outsider to the tough pigs forum. Uh-huh. So Jim Henson appears in this later. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We'll see yep. that in the next one. Yeah. Was that right? I'm, I'm sure you're going to talk about that, but you just mentioned he'd passed away two and a half years after this. Mm-hmm. What, how many things did he appear in after this? A lot or oh. not? He hosted the Jim Henson Hour okay. in 1989, right. which he appeared at the beginning and end of every episode. Okay. But that was the main thing. Yeah, because he's not in Muppet Vision 3D, which he directed. Mm, no. And he's not in Muppets at Walt Disney World. I mean, he's in it. He plays Kermit and Rolf and all that. Yeah, which is interesting. Like, Yeah, he, they, they could have worked in a cameo for him in the Disney World special, but for whatever reason, right. they didn't. Yeah, well, and is neat stuff to know and do after this? Oh. What was that before? right around this time yeah it might be like a year after this wow yeah i forgot about that one yeah i'll just apologize now that your next episode is going to be four minutes short and this one's going to be four minutes long (laughs) (laughs) because i took this material and moved it to this episode no that's okay we'll still we'll find other things to talk about um (laughs) no but actually christopher you should check out neat stuff to know and do which is a video that they did it's just like a muppet video for small children from the it, it was 80s. part of a series called play along jim henson's play along video but jim henson's on-screen appearance in that consists of teaching us how to skip stones so <laughs> it's great. i feel like i lived it i lived that video <laughs> yeah and by and and the role of jim henson was played by our dad I assume. right <laughs> yeah right I still can't skip stones. I've never been able to get. Well, I wonder if was Jim's first step that you got to find a good skipper, because (laughs) if it wasn't, I can see why you still can't, Ryan. Hmm. You're just throwing like round rocks into the ocean. You got to find yourself a good skipper. (laughs) Well, yeah, he says something like it it should be smooth and flat, right? But did he describe it as a good skipper? Is the question. (laughs) I don't think he does. No. Yeah. That's what was missing. Weirdly, he described it as the Professor and Marianne. So, um, okay, so I, I just pulled up the neat stuff to know and do uh, a, a screenshot of the one of the tapes, uh-huh. and that's very familiar. Yeah, because like, well, but is it because the puppets in it look like church puppets? Well, were these? Yeah, maybe were these so widely circulated like, or not? I mean, I think so. Okay, like we, I don't remember seeing them as kids. All of them were at my local video store, but I, you know that I'm sure your video store might vary. Yeah, they might have had them at Videos Plus or something. That would make sense. Yeah, yeah. Those rentals. 
But anyways, what so what happens next in this special? So after the song ends, we go to commercial. We fade to black. Carol Singh is over after 10 minutes. Oh, I just wanted to say, though, I yeah, I, I can really hear Big Bird's voice very audibly over everyone's everyone else's in the Carol Singh, and I just, I like that. Because so many, we've talked about how there's a handful of puppeteers who play a lot of characters in this, so presumably a lot of their voices are like multiple recordings of these songs kind of dubbed over each other, but you can really hear Big Bird's voice. Right, which makes sense for Big Bird, too, though, because he's very loud. <laughs> yes, he is. You know, but doesn't it also easy. make sense that it, since it's a carol sing, that carol would sing the loudest? Yes. <laughs> it does. Exactly. Right. Okay. And, and we talked earlier uh, about how actually after the Sesame Street characters, remember when they show up, they sing Deck the Halls? After that song, Big Bird says, I love carols. <laughs> awesome. Love it. <laughs> so after the commercial, we come back to a scene of Fozzie and his mom where Ma Bear is hanging up Fozzie's stocking and Fozzie's embarrassed because he's a grown bear. He's not a little cub anymore. <laughs> and then she says, well, she'll take it down. And Fozzie says, I didn't say that. Yeah. So Christopher, you've never seen this before because this was one of the scenes cut out of the VHS release. Okay. I have no idea why. Like, yeah, there's no song. I really not, like, don't understand. Most of the cuts were the songs. Some of the songs were taken out because they didn't want to pay, couldn't pay for the rights or whatever, you know? Yeah, but this one, I don't know. It was on it when it aired on TV, and then cut out of every subsequent broadcast. Well, you know, the one with with Fozzie and Elmo turning on the Christmas lights on the tree also came right after a commercial break. So, like, I really almost wonder if whoever was in charge of mastering the tape for a home video release was just like falling asleep on the job and like, just just sloppy just yeah. a few seconds late like ah, eh, nobody's gonna care about ma bear <laughs> hanging up a stocking it was like they were taping it off tv right and they had paused it for the commercial right when, yeah exactly were, remember those days back. Yeah, yeah that's my Good theory stuff. so then finally really the last scene we see here is that kermit decides it's time to give piggy her present it's a mink, he announces, and Piggy is so excited. She is so excited. She screams. She's so excited. Well, it's funny because like before we, of course, we find out that it's a Muppet mink named Maureen the mink who <laughs> loves Piggy so much that she has Piggy's 80s perm. <laughs> she's seen everything she's done. She's played by Karen Prell. That's kind of where we cut off here. But before we find out that Maureen's alive, like Piggy is so excited about wearing a dead animal around. Yeah, that's weird. Which seems weird for the Muppets where most of them are animals and also can talk. Well, and she's also, she's already wearing something furry. Like I couldn't tell if this was like a, a, a fur or a coat or a stole or what. So Piggy might already be wearing a dead animal in this, <laughs> you know, when the scene starts. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, it certainly is in character for Piggy to care more about fashion than than cruelty towards her fellow creatures, right? Like, <laughs> I guess. Well, just, I, I didn't. So, okay, so I saw this two minutes, but I haven't seen the other fifty in in a, a long time. Yeah, but is there something before this scene where Miss Piggy says all animals are equal, but some animals are more equal than others? <laughs> Was that is that a different thing I'm thinking of? That's, I have no idea what you're thinking of. I think that might be from Animal Farm, now that I think about no, it. That is I think that's Animal George Orwell, sorry. Yes, yes. Okay, my bad. Yeah. You, you always got George Orwell confused with Glory Jewel. Yeah. And this is where we should point out that the Jim Henson Creature Shop did build 
uh, animals for a TV movie adaptation of Animal Farm in, I think, the late 90s. Yes. So Featuring Muppet Show guest star Peter Ustinov as the old major. Oh, yeah, yeah. What? Yeah, he was like, no animal shall speak to humans ever. <laughs> it's pretty good. It was great. It was really good. I love that so, guy. So maybe Miss Piggy did say that. Maybe she maybe did. Before this clip, I didn't. Maybe Miss Piggy is Napoleon. After. Maybe that. Maybe she said that to Kermit as like a subtle way of hinting that she wanted a mink for Christmas. Right. Yes, right. but what, what we're gonna find out? Like, I mean, I guess we'll see more about Maureen next time. But I mean, she seems totally on board with this plan, right? It's not like Kermit trapped an animal to give to Miss Piggy or something. No, when you know? Maureen shows up, yeah. It well, yeah, yeah. There's still weird questions you could ask. Like, did Kermit purchase? Maureen the mink to <laughs> to give to Miss Piggy because that's a weird scenario in itself. I like to think that he hired Maureen to be. She's like he like basically got her a personal assistant. Right, right, person, right. Like I don't know. Yeah, no, that's I, that's I, better. That's a better way to look at I, it. I should say though that I love Maureen. I love this voice. I love the way Karen Prell plays her. Yes. Like, in Muppets at Walt Disney World, in a couple of years after this, Beauregard is kind of like Miss Piggy's personal assistant. Mm-hmm. And that's very funny. I like seeing Beauregard, you know, carrying Piggy's bags. But it would have been kind of nice to see Maureen the Mink as Piggy's personal assistant in Muppets of Walt Disney World. <laughs> I you know, think... Because we, we never see this character again. You could you know? definitely... Yeah, you could definitely swap in Maureen the Mink and just change the, the dialogue. Like, Beauregard just wants to go on all these rides, but which is not... it's That's not specific to the character of Beauregard. You could easily just right. have Maureen the Mink saying, you know, oh, Miss Piggy, you're going to love Big Thunder Mountain. It's so much fun. It's, you know, and, and it would have the same effect. Yeah, she went to Walt Disney World before Kermit enlisted her. Right, to right. Miss right, Piggy's Christmas course. present. <sighs> but we get cut off here in the middle of Miss Piggy's dialogue. We'll be back to that next time. But for now, that does bring us down to the end. So, Christopher, we before we go, you've talked a little bit about this. But do you remember the first time you saw this? I, I don't, I, it's as far as I know, it was just always there. It was just on at grandma Helen's Right. House. Like it, it's, it, I think of this, what else would I think of? I think of that, the tiny tunes cartoon, um, the, the, the tiny music, tunes music video. video. Yes. The, it was yes. just the two music video episodes, which is sitting in my basement right now, by the way, yes. that tape from grandma, um, Christmas Eve on Sesame street would have been a yes, big one. Absolutely. I think, where, oh man. Yeah. You kidding me, Oscar the Grouch spinning in circles, doing the dosy do out on the ice to begin? <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, that would um, that would be another one. And honestly, I probably put those two together. I missed out on that one because I I didn't see Christmas Eve on Sesame Street until I was an adult. For like I, for some reason, it, I never caught it on TV or anything. Oh, is that right? Yeah, wow, but I love it now. It. Like it's one of my all time favorites. Yeah, it's oh, sure. that's fantastic. That's a top Christmas special, I think. Yeah, was, was that that was a Christmas special? On yes, TV. that is yeah, that is not a numbered episode of Sesame Street. It is like okay. a PBS special primetime presentation. Yeah, it did air on PBS, right? Yeah, it aired on PBS. Yeah, because it's because it's like fifty nine minutes. I mean, it's, uh, there's great. no commercials. It's like a solid hour. Yeah, it's weird because there's no animations in it. You know, there's no like it's not quite an episode of Sesame Street. There's no letter or number of the day. There's no mm-hmm. real. There's no inserts about like. I'm putting on my galoshes, you know, or whatever. No, it plays like, more like it plays more right. like a Muppet thing. I mean, yeah, just because right. it, yeah. There's just those yeah, Muppet I mean, and kid moments that that feel like similar segments on Sesame Street, but right, they're they're tied into the story of what you know what's Santa Claus going to do if there's no chimney. 
right but then most of it is like cookie monster eating the telephone because it looks like right round fudge covered chocolatey cuppy cakes cuppy cakes Right. whatever you know uh, but christopher i was gonna say the, the other ones would be like the land before time sequels right yep. yeah all of those and homeward bound was a big one would you like the whole family would gather around to to watch these specials uh i i feel like it was mostly just us kids yeah I mean, yeah like my my grandma would be in it like i was actually just talking to my grandma about this this weekend mm-hmm. and it's like oh you know the one where they go to fozzy's mom's house for christmas and she's like oh yeah i love it you know and yeah that's, that's all she, yes. you know, nice like, nice she's like she's but not gonna see, sit here like you like, can see the wooden the magnetic wooden doors that it was behind like you can still see exactly where it was sitting in her living room yeah oh yeah no, I, I, it's like cabinet, any yeah. of those yeah that's yeah, wild. <laughs> the same piece of furniture. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She had a she had a little cabinet under her TV filled with tapes. Nice. And that was yes. where all the tapes were and 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 to her that was probably like it was just another any of those things were just like oh it was just another video she had. Like what yeah, are the, what like are some, the, some what for the CDs do you have? What CDs do you have in your basement that your kids are going to be like that's the one that my dad listened to when I was a kid. Like this CD this Fountains of Wayne album that means probably nothing to you that yeah. Iris is going to love when she's 35 years old yeah exactly yeah you hope so yeah. my, my parents just got a grandfather clock so they had to move out the vhs shelf uh in that corner of the room so they made us uh sort through the tapes and decide if we wanted to keep any other like you know ray stevens music video collection and that all that kind of <laughs> stuff that we haven't watched in decades anyway Okay, so the streak is an animated video, or it's like a live action video with an animated naked Rage Stevens, right? Like, yeah, with like dust clouds covering, I think, <laughs> his, his parts. Yeah, because he's running so fast. Christopher actually gave me a Ray Stevens record not too long ago. I think it was in your basement, right? The, the previous owners had it. Can I get that back? Sure. <laughs> just, just now, Ray Stevens VHSs are disappearing. What does that mean? Oh, I think I need to get my hands on some more Ray Stevens material. Because <laughs> oh yeah, well, your parents just got rid of it, right? Like they're becoming more valuable. Yeah, yeah. I think valuable. I told them they could get rid of it, or so. Yeah. So, well, so to answer your last... question, I mean, I'm not going to say the Muppet Family Christmas is the top Christmas memory for me, but just until last year, I thought the word Yule was based on the writer of a Muppet Family Christmas, Yeri Yule. <laughs> did you yeah so i just i just learned i just learned that it, it meant something else oh so, okay. i mean i'm not saying it's number one on my list but it's up there uh, yeah that's awesome all right well that just about brings us down to the end uh do you have anything you want to plug any projects you're working on christopher oh no uh, let's see i'm a math teacher we got some we got finals coming up before christmas i think that's the project I'm all right everybody for. study for your math final yeah yeah there it is all right awesome so that brings us down to the end of this episode we have one more before we go we have one more episode of muppet family christmas and then ryan and i will sit under our own vine and fig tree a moment (laughs) alone in the shade see you next time for another episode of moving right along goodbye don't look at all don't look at (laughs) (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.